the epistle reading is from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to be to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. We begin at Mark chapter 11, verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mountain of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell them, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing, untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The noted English architect Sir Christopher Wren was supervising the construction of the magnificent cathedral in London. A journalist thought it would be interesting to interview some of the workers. So he chose three and asked them this question, what are you doing? 
The first replied, I'm cutting stone for 10 shillings a day. The next answered, I'm putting in 10 hours a day on this job. But the third said, I'm helping Sir Christopher Wren construct one of London's greatest cathedrals. One can clearly mark these three individuals with three different attitudes. One definition of the word attitude is the angle of approach that the aircraft takes when landing. Attitude is the way we choose to think about things. It will cause us to react and behave in a certain way. Whatever the season of life, attitude makes all the difference. Oswald Chambers writes, the true test of a person's spiritual life and character is not in what he does in the extraordinary moments of life, but what he does during the ordinary times, when there is nothing tremendous or exciting happening. A person's worth is revealed in his attitude towards the ordinary things of life. Paul, in his letter to the Christians at Philippi, instructs them to have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. It is an exemplar attitude. So what can we learn about having the same attitude of Jesus? From the passage that was read to us earlier, there are three points I would like to share on the attitudes of Christ. A humble attitude, an obedient attitude, and a serving attitude. Being Palm Sunday, I thought of the first three letters of the word Hosanna. So it's H, O, and S. A humble attitude, an obedient attitude, and a serving attitude, just to help us remember these points easily. So looking at a humble attitude, which is covered in verse eight, there are many references in the Bible where God expects us to remain humble because of the consequences of pride. The story is told of a man who was so humble that the city council decided to honor him with a medallion for his family, for his humility. A week after the ceremony, the award had to be withdrawn. Much to the embarrassment of the council, the man had brashly worn, the medallion had to be removed. The humorous story reminds us of what this mystery is. Writer Helen Nielsen once wrote, humility is like underwear, essential, but indecent if it shows. When we have an attitude of humility, we then learn to accept, to obey, obey God, because as we begin to yield to him in humility, we learn that whatever he 
instructs us is for our good. Moving to the second point, an obedient attitude, which again is mentioned in verse 8. Again, the Bible reminds us continuously on the importance of obeying God. And I am reminded of the life principles put together by Charles Stanley, a Baptist preacher, who shares these principles on obedience. He says, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. And also, God does not want us to understand his will, but just obey it even if it seems unreasonable. God never wanted our opinions, but just our obedience. This indeed is a challenge for us. But throughout the Bible, there are enough examples to remind us of the consequences that people faced because of their obedience and also because of their disobedience. And I'm sure that each one of us here have similar experiences in our own lives. When we have an obedient attitude, we then decide to serve him and his people, which brings us to the next point, a serving attitude, which is in verse seven. When we have a heart for God, we would then have a passion for his people, a longing to share the love of God to those around us. Michael Ramsey, a former archbishop, writes this, when our religion and our compassion for humanity are utterly one, then things begin to happen. So what is the ultimate purpose of having the attitude of Christ? At the end of the epistle passage, Paul says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a wonderful purpose, every knee and every tongue. And God wants to use us to achieve this purpose. This is our mission in simple terms. So what can we do about our attitudes? The question poses this point of reflection. Is my mind in perfect agreement with the mind of Jesus? Or am I crying Hosanna on Sundays and crucify him on Fridays? Am I allowing the mind of Christ to be formed in me daily? Christ always maintained an inner vigilance to submit his spirit continually to his Father. Today being Palm Sunday, we will be soon reminded of the passion, the cross, and the empty tomb, which 
reminds us of the grace through freely given to us because of his unconditional love. And with our acceptance of that grace, we also have the Holy Spirit to help us nurture those Christ-like attitudes because it is only the Holy Spirit that knows the mind of Christ. Again, Paul mentions that in the first epistle to the Corinthians in chapter two. God wants us to be like him. So we have the responsibility to keep our spirit in agreement with his spirit and through our lives, our behavior, others will come to know the love of God and ultimately acknowledge him as their Lord. In a few moments, the Lord's table will be prepared. And as we prepare our hearts to receive the holy sacraments, let us take this opportunity to set right our relationship with God and to seek to live the mind of Christ in our lives. We will be saying the prayer of humble access, one of my favorites in the Book of Common Prayer. Let us be reminded of coming to our merciful Lord, not trusting in our own righteousness, but with a simple faith, like the Canaanite woman, seeking God's mercy that our sinful bodies may be cleaned by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us so that our attitudes will be aligned with his in order to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in our lives. Shall we pray? May the mind of Christ, my Savior, live in me from day to day. By his love and power controlling all I do and say. May the love of Jesus fill me as the waters fill the sea. Him exalting, self-abasing, this is victory. Amen.